Welcome to these summer replay episodes of the This Teacher Life, where I take the top downloaded episodes of season three and resubmit them onto your podcast platform so you don't miss the best of the best from this season. I am taking downloads that have been off the charts and saying, hey, teacher friend, you better listen to that one again. Or hey, teacher friend, welcome to the This Teacher Life podcast party. We are so glad that you are here. And today's replay episode is titled, How to Motivate Kids Using Just a Door, How to Get Kids Quiet Fast, and How to Engage Kids Who Are Staring at a Wall. Yes, friends, that's right. There are going to be three epic ideas given to you in these short and sweet 20-ish minutes. And I know it's going to bring some joy to you. Summer, 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 summertime. Oh, that's a jam from the 80s, maybe early 90s. Nonetheless, put on your shades. Maybe sit in the shade because maybe you're getting a little too sunburnt already in the summer. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this original recording. It was a game changer for me when Lisa Frank and her majestic team decided to officially bring back all the folders, all the binders, all the pencil pouches with her subtle yet brilliant artistic flair. I remember being in elementary school and begging my mom to spend the extra 12 cents per two pocket folder for the Lisa Frank folder that had the panda who was painting. You know, you know that folder. See, that was a game changer. And we use that term a lot. But what does it actually mean? A game changer is one of those things that causes a significant shift in the way that we think, do, or experience life. And you better believe I was experiencing life differently in second grade with Mrs. Brookins when I had that folder. And I want you and your students to remember these epic moments that are happening in our classrooms right now. I want you to create those game-changing opportunities for your students all 180 days of the school year. And that's what we're going to dive into in this episode. Now, before we do that, I want to share a five-star review that was left by the listener of the week. Shannon K. from PA said, listen right away. This year is hard, but thank you, Monica, for seeing us and giving us actual suggestions on what we can do to make it a little easier. Self-care is great, but the ideas in these episodes make teaching more manageable. Leaving time for things like dinner with the family or a fun trip to the Dollar Trees. Hell yes, Shannon K. from PA. Thank you so much for being a devoted listener to the This Teacher Life podcast. I'm 100% confident that you are a game changer for your students. And I'm confident that if you continue listening, you will walk away from this episode with some simple yet significant strategies that will be game changers for you and your students. So let's get rolling. There is awesome in every single school day.
So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. In my first book that I had ever written that was released in 2015, there is a chapter called Kick the Door Open. And in that chapter, I describe what I mean both literally and figuratively. But I actually wanted to read one of my favorite paragraphs in that chapter. Uh, As I described what had kind of happened, and I'm not going to ruin the chapter for you by hearing this. So like, it's not a spoiler alert, I promise. But I just want to read this to you. I said, I think that is what makes this a game changer. It's just those simple choices we make each day that can make a huge difference. We can teach our kids to be ordinary, or we can teach them to be extraordinary. I believe this door option is part of a bigger life picture. The way that we open a physical door is very much the way that we approach a life door. If we encounter a door that is locked, we can turn our back and walk away. We can hope somebody has a key. We can wait until somebody unlocks it. All of those are lame. They involve putting the power in somebody else's hands because in the end, only one key fits in every lock. Sometimes we don't hold that key, so it is our job to go get a screwdriver and just take the dang thing off its hinges. Oh, mic drop. Okay. So, uh, kicking the door open is one of those analogies that I like to use in order to be a game changer for kids. Like, we want that wow factor. We can open a door with our hand or we can kick it open with our foot. Which is going to get a reaction from students? Hell yeah, kicking the dang thing open. And so I want us to kind of ask ourselves right now, not even literally, like figuratively, are you opening the door right now? Or are you kicking the dang door open? Are you using a key to unlock your door every single morning? Are you like, I'm getting out the screwdriver today. I'm doing things different. I'm not going to use a key. I'm going to take the dang door off of its hinges. And I am going to come into my classroom and blow them away. Now you might be thinking like, God, that sounds like a lot of work. Sometimes I don't have the energy to blow my students away. Sometimes it's a whole lot easier to just open the door with my hands and just teach a basic lesson, a good average lesson. And peeps, I want you to know that I hear you. Oh my God, I hear you. So with that said, let's talk about what game changers can be. They don't have to always be connected to content and curriculum game changers, those things that that get you excited about your class and the things that get students laughing and listening in your classroom, they don't always have to be these lesson plans that you spent hours creating. Sometimes it can be literally the way that you answer your phone. 
when you answer your, your phone, do you pick it up and say like, Genta, because sometimes I do that. I do. Yeah, right? It rings and I pick it up and I'm like, hey, this is Monica or like, hey, Genta. Simple, right? It's mindless. But sometimes I pick up that phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, Cardi B. I cannot believe that you are calling. Cardigan B is on the phone, everyone. I'm like, shh, kids. It's our good friend, the majestic musical superstar, Cardigan B on the phone. I really need to hear what she has to say. And the kids are like, Cardigan B? Are you serious? Now, obviously, I'm talking about the rap sensation, Cardi B. She's totally not school appropriate for the record, but... Sometimes I like to answer my phone saying a celebrity name, okay? Seriously. And I think that you should do it. I think that you should. You know what? Pretend like one of the characters from PJ Masks is on the phone. Pretend like, I don't know, Justin Bieber, Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, who is not the same person as Michael Jordan, Whoever your kids are into, whoever they are talking about, why don't you just say their name when you look to see who it is? We see who it is. We can see like office, secretary, nurse. You know who's actually on the other end. Why not add a little bit of whimsical, magical moments by throwing out a celebrity name? You know what happens when you do that? Kids get quiet. You better believe they get quiet because they're on the edge of their seats wanting to hear like what ridiculous thing that you're saying to the hypothetical celebrity that is on the other end. Guys, I'm telling you, whether your kids are like seven or 17, they're going to get into this. In fact, I want to share some cliff notes from this chapter in the book. You can probably literally hear me like flipping. I'm literally flipping through my own book. Um, I'm going through game changers because I thought it would be fun. I've never done this type of episode where I just go through and do some readings from it. But here's kind of the game plan for this strategy. It creates better classroom management during those constant phone calls. There are some class periods where I feel like I get one bajillion. Yes, one bajillion phone calls. But it puts me in a better mood and it, <laughs> it makes my brain like really scan for like, ooh, what celebrity can I come up with before I pick up this phone? I think it also um, has like less learning loss time because we're not like, shh, guys, guys, I cannot hear who is on the phone right now. Or like you're talking to your principal, like, I'm sorry, can you give me a second? And then you put your hand over the receiver and you give them like the ugliest stank eye that you can come up with because your principal's on the phone. And you have no idea what he or she is saying because you cannot hear them. I think when students are quiet because they're on the edge of their on the edge of their seats, waiting for who is on the other end. Hypothetically, I think that saves time. Plus, let's get serious. We all love it. That can be game changing. You know what? That has nothing to do with content, curriculum. It has nothing to do with any of that. But it's a game changer. All this talk of game changers has got me so excited about a game that I implemented in my classroom that turned out to be one of the coolest lesson ideas ever. What am I talking about? I'm talking about battle brackets. 
If you haven't used or seen my battle brackets, this is your official invitation to snatch these up this summer so you can use them in your classroom this coming fall. In some of my battle bracket bundles, I've got up to 20 brackets plus engaging discussion questions, all of which can be easily adapted for your students. These are awesome ways to get kids talking, get kids connecting, build social and emotional opportunities, and also build ridiculously strong relationships with your kids. You can check out monicagenta.com shop to take a look at these, or you can go to bit.ly forward slash battle brackets. I'm going to put those links in the show notes, but I'm telling you, for only 10 bucks. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, 10 bucks. You can snatch up all of these brackets that are going to be total game changers for you when we get back to school this fall. Check out monicagenta.com slash shop. The last idea that I want to share in this episode is one that I'm confident that you're already doing. It's one that you're already aware of. In fact, it's one that probably inspired a lot of us to get into this profession in the first place. The concept of decorating our classrooms. Some of you were that second grader who was just drooling over the epic door decorations that your elementary teachers made and you wanted to do the same thing when you got older. Some of you were just so pissed at your teachers because they never switched out their bulletin boards. And had you had it your way, you would have marched your third grade Fanny into Miss Pelham's classroom and changed out that border you would have changed out that signage and you would have said can I be in charge of the bulletin board because it's been the same thing from August to May well friends guess what signage and what we put on our walls and in our classrooms matters now don't get it twisted I am not saying that the art store needs to throw up on the walls of our classrooms what I'm saying is What we do put up matters. What we do put up represents who we are as a teacher and what is important to us. In fact, I would argue that kids actually do pay attention to these walls. Just think about it from this perspective. If they're going to be daydreaming, if kids are not going to be paying attention to you and they're going to be staring at a wall, don't you want something good and meaningful on that wall that they're staring at while they're not paying attention to you? I mean, we got to take wins somewhere, right? So how can we maximize that surface area? I want you to remember what we surround ourselves with is what we are saying about ourselves. So I think we have to make it good. Another way to say that is you are what you surround yourself with. So what are kids interpreting by looking at the four walls of your classroom is it all content based because I don't think it has to be is it just a bunch of pictures of your dog I think that's okay sometimes but is there a balance 
In fact, I want to tell you about the number one most asked question about a poster that I have in my classroom. When I'm recording Insta stories and I do it from a certain angle, I can be giving the most bomb idea on Instagram or Facebook, doing little videos or doing little lives from my classroom. Like the greatest ideas ever, free ideas that I'm just sharing with the education world. And what do they do? They send me direct messages and they say, what is that poster? And they're referring to a poster that I have that has a butt of a zebra, a butt of a giraffe, a butt of a monkey, a butt of a duck. And on the top of that poster, it literally says, butts are gross. Now, what is really difficult to see unless you get close to it or unless you're actually in my classroom like my students are is that in the middle of the poster, there's a cigarette butt. Get it? Butts are gross. <laughs> Pun bell. That poster is very, very meaningful to me because my high school biology teacher gave that poster to me. It was in her classroom when she was teaching. And I remember every single day walking in and thinking it was hilarious because I loved puns even at a young age. And when she retired from her class, when she retired from teaching, she rolled that thing up and she gave it to me because she had remembered literally 15 years later that I loved that poster. How amazing is that? So it's very meaningful to me. Plus, it's like a 1980s anti-smoking ad campaign I mean come on it's meaningful why partially because of a backstory partially because it represents me and I'm like I'm a big fan of the puns but I also think like yeah kids need to understand it in the climate and culture of our world smoking is still one of those things that can dramatically impact your life and your finances that's a win so what does your signage say about you both personally and professionally do I think you should have pictures of your family and friends and dogs and stuff in your classroom hell yeah do I think that the content and curricular things that we post matter yes do I think that you have to spend hours and hours and hours and hours on the signage in your classroom with door decorations and in cutesy little like bulletin boards not necessarily and here's another tip friends you know what was a game-changing moment was when I realized if I'm not into it I know that I've got students in my class who would help with it all right so how about this how about you have a bulletin board and brunch one morning before school, you're there early anyways. You have a little brunch in, then you have a little bulletin board in. And you know who's doing the bulletin board in? Well, you're grading and working. Your students. Hand them a stapler. They can get it figured out. Hand them some tape. Hand them some scissors. Even if you've got younger students, if that's not important to you, you've got some kids who, one, would love it as a creative outlet. Two, they would love to come down early to your classroom in the morning. So why not? I think our walls represent us as humans and represent the content and the curriculum and the environment that we are trying to create with students. And with that said, I want to end on one final note. All right? I want you to go out and change the way the game is played in your classroom because you are more than just a teacher. You are a life changer. 
Now, I want you to go every single day letting your kids know that you truly care about them because they are changing your life while you are changing theirs. Friends, this is a mutually beneficial relationship that we have with education. As we are being game changers for them, they are being game changers for us. And I want the rest of this school year to be one of those things where you look back and you're like, man, it was a really good year. It was a crazy year. It was a hard year, but it was a great year. If you have enjoyed this episode, will you do me a favor? Will you head over to your preferred podcast app? Most of you are probably listening on iTunes. And on iTunes, it is so easy in the app, the podcast app, that purple little icon on your phone to leave a written review. One of the things that makes this podcast so special is it's kind of blown up because of you guys. Every week I sit down and record a 20 to 30 minute episode, but the only reason I do this is because you guys are being game changers and sharing this with other people. And the coolest way to share this with other people is by doing a written review. That helps other fellow teachers like us even know that this podcast exists. So take one minute, do a quick written review, let people know what you think about this podcast, and send the link to a friend who's maybe looking for that thing that has the power to change everything. But until next time, thank you for being a part of this episode and thank you for living this teacher life.